Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I'm your host. My name is Chris Busher. Today um, is a beautiful day. We are recording episode number 22 uh, here in our studio in Des Moines, Iowa, and I have some very exciting news about some updates and changes and structure that's, uh, that's happening here on our podcast show. I want to thank all of the thousands of people around the world, especially in the United States and the United Kingdom, um, and Brazil, actually, which is our number third, our number three country. Uh, excuse me, it's five o'clock this morning already. Uh, it's our third third most popular country out there, surprisingly enough. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to this podcast episode and every country that, that's represented here. We, uh, we just absolutely are blown away by how many people are being reached uh, with this podcast. Um, and we thank all of the people that are listening, uh, no matter where it is that this is finding you. Thank you so much. Uh, before we even get into this episode, let's go ahead, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's get this going. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for every gift that you've given us. God, I have no idea all of the different gifts that you've given me, the different uh, blessings that, that have, I've seen and the ones that I haven't even seen that I've just, just experienced. God, you're doing so much behind the scenes. God, you're, you are more than I could possibly ever deserve or ask for. And I'm just blown away today by, by how much you love me and how much you love all of us. God, your creation. Father, continue to do this good work inside of us continue to minister to us, continue to speak to us. Father, we thank you and we love you. We ask all this in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I I promised that I had some exciting news about our structure and everything. I know a lot of you have been sending me messages um, and sending the show messages about, you know, uh, Dallas Montague and his interviews that he's been doing. Um, and a lot of you have been really enjoying uh, his style with it and everything. Uh, and, and the good news is uh, Dallas is going to be continuing to do more and more of those interviews. Um, he's been interviewing uh, authors. He's been interviewing pastors, a couple people that are politicians. Uh, we have a couple that are going to be happening here in the next couple days, a couple more authors, uh, people that are talking about different topics, uh, one that's talking about raising children. I mean, we have some great content coming out there. Um, God is just bringing all these different types of people from around the world 
Uh, and it's just it's excellent to see people coming together uh, to be unified in their faith in Jesus Christ. And with that, Dallas is down. He's he's been our missionary down there in, in São Paulo, Brazil. He's been to a few other places as well. But uh, with our ministry, he's been down there serving uh, since July. Um, and uh, he is just uh, he's on fire for the Lord. He's doing great things. He's been ministering in a lot of churches and uh, teaching people about the gospel and about the kingdom of God. Uh, it's just it's been an excellent, excellent thing seeing all of this happening in his life, and we really, we really want to connect with him more. We really want to help uh, strengthen the platform that he has to be able to minister to more people, and uh, we have decided here at Faith and Family Fellowship. Uh, that we are going to be letting him do uh, basically almost all of our interviews for a while. Uh, he's going to be interviewing these people and, and putting them up on our podcast shows. So you're going to be hearing a lot more from him. And I myself am going to be doing more more teaching style. So about once a week, um, like we originally planned, we are going to be uh, uploading uh, just me talking about something that's going on or a different teaching, uh, kind of kind of how we did it the very first few episodes um, and so we're kind of going to have a little bit of a change of flavor, and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys just for, for listening. Um, I can't wait to be able to upload another um, teaching here next week. Uh, but in the meantime, we got about two more interviews that are going to be coming up. And I know how much everyone on this podcast show enjoys these interviews, so uh, you're going to be blessed. It's going to be exciting. If you don't know how to connect with us and send us messages, uh, it's very simple. Um, inside the description of all these podcasts, we put the links there for you to be able to connect with not only the people that are being interviewed, but also us and our show as well. Um, at any time, the, these are being uploaded on social media as well. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. All you have to do is you just look up Lay Me Down Ministries or you can look up Pastor Chris Busher. Um, either one will be fine because we uploaded to both of those for, for all of the different people following those pages to be blessed by these podcast episodes as well. So without further delay, uh, we're going to get into a quick word from our sponsors and then we're going to run right into that interview. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. If you've ever had questions about food, the environment, or just living better in general, I'd like to point you to Let Them Eat Grass Podcast. News travels fast nowadays, and Let Them Eat Grass Podcast travels even faster. Join regenerative millennial farmer Austin Williams on his quest to peel back the veil on good food the world over. A former middle school teacher turned farmer, he became determined to combat the misinformation about food with a podcast as raw as the food he harvests. Join the growing movement today. Subscribe to his channel for story-based episodes that are meant to immerse you in the world of food and the soil it comes from without leaving you scratching your head. Learn the difference between organic, grass-fed, all-natural, and so many more. Each episode is about 20 minutes, so they can easily fit into a drive to work. Try one out, and you won't be sorry. Ask questions like it's 2019, podcast style. Uniquely Called is a thrilling journey. It's about you and your story. Everyone has a calling, and the ones willing to listen will take the plunge into a life that is far different than the status quo. Uniquely Called is more than a mission statement. 
It is the fuel that propels you forward. The passion inside of you that desires to see things reconciled, restored, redeemed, and rebuilt. It is a desire to be the person who God created you to be, not wanting to leave anything on the table. To be completely determined to maximize your potential and experience the abundant life that God has for you. Purchase Uniquely Called Live Out Your Faith in the Marketplace by author Brian C. Dobbs today on Amazon. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I'm your host, Dallas Montague, and here in the studio today we have a special guest, Brian Dobbs. Brian, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you, Dallas. It's good to have you here today. Brian is a dynamic speaker, a minister, and a business coach who combines faith, personal progression, and professional development to create tremendous growth towards powerful, substantial results. First, I'm just going to open us up in prayer, and then you can talk about your testimony, okay? Fantastic. Dear Heavenly Father, we invite you into this podcast today. We just invite you to speak to our listeners, open up our hearts. God, I just pray for everything that Brian says today, that you just anoint his words, and that we can learn something today. We can leave differently than we came into this podcast. And I just pray for every single listener out there, God, just for a new level of hope, just for encouragement, that they can leave and go out and to change the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Brian, if you would just take the next five to ten minutes and just explain your Christian testimony to us or um, how you met God or why you're still a Christian today. Okay. Well, first, and to give you a cliff note version of my my story, I met the Lord when I was uh, 10 years old and was saved there. I was going to, to church with my my grandparents. The, um, the, the message was uh, really, really uh, strong to me, and I, I was convicted and went up uh, up to the front, accepted the Lord as my, my personal Lord and Savior and was baptized there. It was actually a vacation Bible school. So I know that was really important, a really, a really important time in, in our lives. And, and even when we look forward, we see how, how formidable and uh, have, how great of an impact that we have on the younger generation. Fast forward there, I, at 16, was going through some, some crazy, crazy times. My, uh, my parents ended up uh, getting a divorce that that put me in a a crazy spiral. So at the the age of sixteen, I, I went through some major depression, and then the Lord met me again, and it was a phenomenal experience. I was invited uh, to a friend's house to do to do some homework, and they just looked at me and they they said, "Can I pray for you?" And I I in tears said, "Sure." And I, I just felt the presence of the Lord just sweep through that room and just grasped me. And, and, and he put his arms around me, which was an amazing thing. The, um, after that, I was soon called into full-time ministry, was able to uh, finish high school, went to Bible college uh, to pursue a, a full-time uh, walk with the Lord because uh, the uh, that impact in that that room that at my friend's house, which I praise God that they were obedient just to to listen to the Lord and and ask me if if they could pray. Brian, how old were you? I was sixteen at that point. So that another another time when I look at back at this Dallas, I see one ten. I, I was I was very impressionable. At sixteen, I, I was in this. You know, as as teenagers, we're in this crazy vulnerability, 
transformation place in life or or transition place in life you you're you're getting out of your your adolescence you're getting into teenage years and then you're trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up so yeah really really good stuff and what happened from there when you were 16 and you you made that decision what happened after that the um what, once i accepted the the call of god on my life i I started to really pray and, and find out what does that mean? What does that look like? And I, I was directed by, by several uh, loving, uh, godly people in my life and, and ended up getting really heavily involved in, in church and in youth ministry and, and children's church ministry, whatever I could do to serve and, and however I could be a part whenever the church doors were open. That's what, what I found myself doing. When I was 18, I, after graduating high school, went into Bible college and did that. And then after Bible college, which was really interesting, I jumped straight into the marketplace. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a, a church door open. I didn't believe in sending out at that time, I didn't believe in sending out resumes. I, I believed that if the Lord truly called me, he would open up a door. So that left me in a, a lurch, so to speak. And hindsight 2020, looking back, I see the hand of the Lord on that. But in the um, in the interim at that time, I, I just, I didn't necessarily doubt the call, but I needed money. I needed to, to pay for rent and pay for food and live and and do that. So I got into uh, the mortgage industry. And after getting into the mortgage industry, I, I spent several years there and, and continued to pray that God would open up a door. And he did. He opened up a door. I, I stepped out and ended up moving from Dallas, Texas to Georgia and started pastoring. Wow. Did you know anyone when you moved to Georgia? I did. I, I actually served in a, um, a youth group ministry in, in the Dallas area. And the, the pastor, my youth pastor at that time, had a brother-in-law that had actually moved to, to Georgia. He, he started a church. And it's really interesting on the timing, Dallas, because a lot of times I'd you know, me and I, and I know that there's probably other people out there that we try to make things happen. We try mm-hmm. to uh, jump out and, and, you know, the Lord called us to do something or we feel in our heart we need to do it. So we, we jump out and do that immediately. I'm, I'm reminded of the story of Joseph. So, you know, it, sometimes it gets us into trouble. And I, I waited and I waited and waited and, and ended up getting a call from, a person I did know in Georgia and haven't spoken to them in, in a couple of years. And they said, are you still looking to get into full-time ministry? We, um, we have been praying about it and you were put, put on our heart. Wow. That's, that's very good. The, the type of ministry that you were involved in full-time was youth ministry. I was in youth ministry for, for quite a while. Yes. And then, then, uh, you know, as as we we go into the that ministry cycle, I I went ended up becoming associate pastor, and then uh, a few years later moved back to the Dallas area and and did a startup church here and uh, locally. Wow, 
I've always been interested in youth pastors just because they're just a little bit different, you know, than, than a normal pastor. They just have this extra amount of fire, you know, I don't know, just to relate to the kids. I totally, totally understand. <laughs> that's, that's great. Absolutely. There, there's a, uh, there's a passion, there's a zeal and there's an energy that yeah. is, uh, it's a, you, you remember the, the passage where you said there, there's like fire shut up in my bones. And and I think you have to have that as a youth pastor. Yeah. yeah, you need that. You know, like the kids, like you said, at 16 or whatever age, you're that's a vulnerable age trying to figure out who you are. And you need that strong person to just be like, yes, you know, pursue Jesus. That's worth it. Like, you don't, it doesn't make sense now, but trust me, it's worth it. Absolutely. And and that's, yeah. that. you know, one of the things and, and kind of a little side, side journey here, Dallas, is I, when I was younger, I I was so full of that energy and that passion and that zeal for the Lord completely sold out. I couldn't, I can't tell you how many people, older people said, well, you know, son, that that's going to, that's going to die down and, and it's going to fade away. You're, yes, exactly. You're, you're going to settle down and, and you're going to be all right. And that stuck with me because that was not a compliment at that time. That was, mm-hmm. that was, that was more of a, a dig. They they didn't like the the fervency. They didn't like that fire. They didn't like that excitement. Yeah. Uh, fast forward to to where I am now, and you look at thirty two years later, which is quite quite some time. I can tell you that I still have that sold out fire, zeal, fervency burning in my heart, and and I absolutely love the Lord and. And what they said to me was not the truth. Uh, what they said to me was something to make them feel comfortable. And they, you know, and it's not about being comfortable. It's about being committed. And I am totally committed to serving the Lord. Now, I can tell you with those 32 years, which is exciting, and carrying a fervency and a passion and a zeal that the Lord has allowed me to gain wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So I have a, a better grasp of how to navigate times and seasons and communication and people. So there's, there was a, and, and maybe they just wanted me to know about wisdom that no wisdom doesn't necessarily come in with age. However, age does allow you to fear the Lord longer. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Yes. The word wisdom has been sticking with me the last couple of weeks. I love it. It's it's just been kept showing up and showing up. And even in my English teaching here in Brazil, uh, I'm one of the words was wisest. And I learned that word in Portuguese this week, mais sabio, mais sabio. And I was like, I just love that. Like, it's so good. Wisdom is so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. But, but the Lord, the, the good thing is, Dallas, is that you can have a fire and a zeal for the Lord mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of your life. It, it doesn't burn out. Yeah. It's it's not a fire that is uh, that can be easily quenched. It just it just cannot because he is a all consuming fire, and it's it's fun. That's good. That really encourages me. That's great, um, Brian. Not only are you a part of full time ministry, but you had your foot in business as well. What type of business were you a part of? Well, like I said, when I got out of 
college, I went straight into the, the mortgage industry, the real estate, real estate world, and really liked it. And, and this was the, um, the quandary I was put in. It was, I, I liked the numbers. I liked the metrics. I liked growth. And I liked being able to advance or increase market share. And all of the business terminology just really resonated with me. It, it, was, it was something that it felt natural. It felt like I was supposed to be there. And and I I traversed the 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 world and and in business from uh, working with mortgage working with um, other corporations building sales teams creating products creating new strategies new markets new um, new developments for the the company and. I, I loved it. So I grew an affinity for the marketplace while still having a, a passion for the ministry. I think that's awesome when you can connect the two. Yes. And, and that, took a, that took a while, Dallas, to, to be able to truly articulate why the Lord gave me such a, a, a passion to serve him, to win the lost, to see Christ preach, to, to be fully committed to the Lord. Because in, in my, my Christian circle at the time, you were either called to pastor, and that mm-hmm. was pulpit ministry. That was what the quote-unquote calling was. Or you were called as a lay person to support the church. And, and one, I, 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 didn't see a, I didn't see the hand in the glove. I saw something that was less than and something that was greater. And it was, it was, it seemed greater to be in the pulpit than it did to be in the marketplace. And that, that always was a, a, um, a challenge for me. It, it, it was a burden because I'm like, well, God, I, I want to serve you. Maybe I need to get out of the marketplace to, to truly effectually impact the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. And yeah. again, I, I believed a lie and not pointing fingers and not saying that they were wrong. Maybe they had, maybe I misinterpreted or did have miscommunication, whatever the case is. I, I know through life and through my marketplace experience, the Lord began to show me more and more that everybody has a calling and everybody is important in this this whole grand scheme of things and that everybody playing their part actually advances God's kingdom. And, and my belief is once you find your calling, your God-given calling, it you begin to activate the Lord's prayer when he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. We become the very fulfillment of his kingdom being done on earth as it is in heaven. I love that. If you could see my head right now, I'm nodding it up and down because I totally agree with you. I totally agree. <laughs> I love it when, when the two can cross over because I think as Christians, we're called to be in every marketplace. We're called to be in every center as representations of Jesus. You know, I totally agree. And in so many, I think, like you said, that lie, we believe that lie. Oh, I have to be at the church or I have to be at the business. The two can't combine. Well, 
that's who we're called to be. We're called to be Jesus in the marketplace. We're called to be Jesus at our work. Called to be Jesus everywhere we go. I love that. <clears throat> Something Absolutely. I like to say here in Brazil is we can either continue to keep just going to church or we can or we can begin to be the church everywhere we go because we are the church, you know, and that's not new to you. You know that, you know, so I love that. That's that's awesome. That's so good. It, it is. It, it's it's um, revelation. And when you look at you look at the the passage in, in Ephesians where Jesus ascended, but he gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the equipping of saints for the work of ministry. And back, you know, rewind years and years ago when I was going to church when I was younger, that work of ministry at that point and where I was, I'm not saying everybody has been there, but I was there. It was volunteer work or you need to you need to serve time in the children's church or the nursery or greeter or or parking lot attendant because those those have come into the forefront now. You know, you yeah. you're you're really serving the Lord. You're you're doing good and and not saying that you're not serving the Lord and not saying that you're not doing good, but it was so much more than that. And and that's what was not revealed. The, um, you know, because I, I mean, pastoring a church, I learned a lot. You, you don't, you don't want to just, you don't want to exploit your laborers. You don't want to make them feel burdened or hard. I mean, they worked a, a long day at work. Well, now their quote unquote calling time is uh, standing at a door greeting people. Uh, yeah, or serving coffee or yeah, taking care of children. I agree. I th- yeah, absolutely. I think if we can bridge the gap between, yes, you're doing great by helping serve the church in that way, but you can also serve the church at your work, at your business place all day, you know? Correct. I love it. Correct, correct. And and that's that's what I'm all about. And you you if you look at, you, you were talking about teaching in Brazil about the church. We can come to church. Well, if you look at that, just imagine a box and, you know, you have a square. You have four walls. And they come into a church. If you would ever take that box and you would flip it outside, you would actually have a cross. Mm. And in the middle of that cross, if you would look at, let's just turn the chairs and turn it into the circle at the very center of the cross. You actually look at sound waves. And it's fantastic because he sent his word and the word... Uh, became flesh. The Word was God and the Word was with God. It's actually the message being sent out. He is Jesus and He's the Word. So whenever we're talking and we're walking, we're taking up our cross every day following Him, we become that message to the world. Yeah. I think you carry a great message, Brian. Thank you. Um, I, I feel the, the same passion. I, I, that's why I'm so passionate right now. Is you can tell I'm just, I love it. I totally agree with you. That's my mission here in Brazil as well. So that's, it's really encouraging. It, it, it's to activate. And, and that's what we need, Dallas. I, and that's, that's one of my, my, my purposes is, is to raise up uh, kingdom entrepreneurs, kingdom business owners, or kingdom professionals. I, I don't, I'm not as concerned if they're owning a business or, or working at a business. But I can just tell you that when we have our spiritual authority, we know who we are, whose we are, and what we're here for. 
then when we stand up, the it 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 no longer becomes just business as usual. It becomes the father's business when we stand up and and truly fulfill our calling. Yeah, that's great. And Brian, on to our next question. That was that was really great. Our next question. Um, you developed a training program to equip others to find their calling and fulfill it. Uh, what inspired you to create this training program and maybe just a little bit about that program? Okay. So great, great question there. So fast forward throughout, throughout our, our life, you, you, even as a Christian, we have, we have mountaintop experiences and we have valley experiences. We have hardships and we have, uh, amazing exploits. So I hit one of those those places in my my life, Dallas. I was coaching. I was doing business and life coaching. I was able to minister. The Lord led me into that. He led me out of corporate America into starting my own business and life coaching firm. I said, "Well, God, I'm not even qualified. I don't know what to do." And I I took two people that he. He put on my heart and I, I focused on business on one and life on the other. Amazing results. And they were my guinea pigs, so to speak. They, they trusted me. They, they loved me. They wanted to see me do well. And I said, hey, listen, I'm just going to offer my service for free. And I want to sit down and help you because this is what the Lord's telling me to do. Would you be willing? I am two willing vessels, which, again, thank, thank God for but we saw amazing results in business and amazing results in life. And, and it was really interesting. One of the, um, one of the people that I was able to, to coach and one of the two in that very, very early stage of, of the, the new venture that the Lord was leading me to actually uh, lost, lost a spouse to, to cancer and was suffering uh, severe depression and discouragement and and life just did not look really good after after coaching for several months and and fast forward after a year they um their whole life turned around and it was it was so neat they're they're remarried they their their business is flourishing life is good for them and i saw the lord truly transform a life in front of my eyes. And that was, that was neat. So that, that encouraged me. Well, I I went through life and then all of a sudden for whatever reason, life just went upside down for me again. And I, 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 I was sitting at a dining room table and I, I explained this in my book. I was sitting at a dining room table. My life has gone absolutely crazy. I, and it was a true wake up moment for me. It was, you know, Brian, are you, are you just going through the motions? What, what's happening here? And it, it caused me to open my eyes to a lot of areas. I sat down with a notepad and began to, to cry out to the Lord because it was a blank notepad with a pen and that's all I had. And, and asked the Lord to help. I said, Lord, you know, if I'm not going to advance your kingdom and I'm not going to fulfill your will... Why don't you just take me home? Because mm-hmm. heaven is really a good place, and I would really like to go today. However, if you want me to stay here, give me a plan. Show me how to turn my life around, and show me how to get back on my feet. And I'll and I, and I want to serve you, 
serve you. I want to advance your kingdom and I want to fulfill your will. And at that moment, Dallas, the Lord began even to minister to me even a deeper way. I started drawing out scriptures and he would give me a scripture and then I would have this image that would pop into my mind and I would draw it out on my my paper and I would begin to compartmentalize different areas. I'm like, oh, okay, so that that's what that looks like. And this is the plan. So I created a plan for me that even through my coaching, I didn't have at that time, but I started molding. Uh, basically folding the the images into my coaching program that the Lord began to show me and eventually came up with a, a total training ground of a biblically-based coaching program all based off scripture that shows people how to, to compartmentalize life, to score their life, to compartmentalize business, to score their business, and to create that work-life balance that exemplifies the the very nature that Christ wants us to have. Wow, sounds very important, really. It it, it really the the testimonies we're getting from it Dallas are are amazing. It, it's it's truly truly uh, humbling and and very it's an honor to serve the Lord, it's an honor to be his vessel and he gets all the credit and all the glory because he did it. And it's it's really neat to say, hey, listen, this is what the Lord did. Here's the scriptures behind it. And you know, if you're if you're game, let's let's go for it. And I, I see lives changed and touched. Yeah, I'm interest, interested in that myself. I don't know about our listeners, but guys, check this out. Check out this training program. It it'll equip you, it'll help you find your identity, your calling and and like you said, score your business and your life and all of that stuff. So that's very good. Um, and you mentioned that you wrote a book. Yes. So uniquely called uh, came out of uh, my my life scriptures. My my life scripture is uh, John seventeen verse four, and it was a passage where Jesus lifted up his hands and and he said, "Father, be glorified. I have finished the work that you have given me to do." And that's what I want at the very end of the day, Dallas, when, when I, I check out of this place and the Lord takes me home, I want to be the one that could lift my hands and say, Father, be glorified. I finished the assignment. I finished the word. And I knew people had a calling. And when I was younger, God gave me Isaiah 58, verse 12, that you'll be called a, a repairer of the breach. He gave me Isaiah 60 and he gave me Isaiah 61 from the spirit of the Lord is upon you to arise and shine for your light has come. And all of those really showed me that people have a calling and people have a calling and an anointing, the very power of God that they, when they accept God's calling, they accept his power on their life that actually goes forth and destroys the yokes and removes burdens from other people's lives so they can walk in their calling as well. They can be free to to walk it out. They can be free to live it out. They can be free to live uh, the life and the life more abundantly that God gave us. So this book has been a part one. It's my story, and it's how I I was led by the Lord to create modules and create 
plans and create metrics and systems, all business, but all spiritual. And it was it showed you a personal professional development mixed meshed with a a spiritual commitment or a spiritual heart towards Christ that 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 becomes a three uh, stranded cord that's not easily broken. So writing this book, I published it. it it's been in my heart for for several years. I published it last month, actually. So brand new release, super, super excited. Uh, and part two, Dallas of the book is all about taking that person. So one, the part one is my story. And then two is taking that person, whether it be my client or someone else through a journey to help them discover their God-given calling and, and then create the plan to fulfill it. It's one thing to know that you have a calling. But it's, an, it's another thing to actually have a plan to, to see this thing through. I want to read one of your quotes from that, uh, but really fast. I have a question for you, for our listeners. <clears throat> Let's say other than reading your book and other than partnering with you, what's a way if someone is just thinking like, wow, I've never really thought about my calling or maybe they've thought about it, but they just don't know how to pursue it or how to identify it. What's the first step of how to identify your calling? One, and that's a great question. I'm, I'm going to have to to give you two two different parts of it, if the, if that's all right. One one is to understand where you're at. First and foremost, uh, where you're at, because that's going to be the 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 fuel that is going to allow you to accomplish your your calling. So one, I knew I had a calling, but you know when you when you're looking at, I have a I have a module in there that scores your life and it's spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marriage, family, financial lifestyle, business, and social circle. All of that stuff is explained. I know this is a long, long answer to your question, Dallas. And, but you have to find out where you are. You're at first and foremost. And then number two, once you find out where you're at, then you, then you need to look at the, the, what I call is a unique stamp on life. What is the Lord speaking to you? And then once I find out where I'm at and where I want to go, then that path actually makes sense to me that going from A to Z works uh, a lot easier if I know the steps in between uh, where I am now and, and what do I need to accomplish to get to where I need to go. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you for two parts. <laughs> Thank you. I think that'll be good for somebody out there. I really feel that that's something that somebody was feeling, you know? I, I think that's great. Awesome. It's a preacher in me that gives you a two-part answer. <laughs> uh, so the quote that I have uh, for our listeners is, Uniquely Called is about you and your story. Everyone has a calling. I love that. I'm going to touch on that after I finish the quote. And the ones who are receptive take the plunge into life that is far different than the status quo. They are, they are who you they are who you and I look when we tap into an assignment that we have from the Lord. Not knowing all that it would take may have jumped in with both feet to pioneer the uncharted course to fulfill the heart craving. Their lives were an example, inspiration, and motivation for others to follow. Will you accept the call? I love that. Thank you. This resonates with me. Um, as, many as, our, as many of our listeners may already know, 
Um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. But um, I'm a full-time missionary, have been since January, and I've been in Brazil and Asia this year. And I have some some bad news and some good news for our listeners. Uh, maybe you can relate with this, Brian. But just to encourage you guys, I came here on a word of God. I pursued missions on a word of faith. The question you may ask, was I 100% absolutely certain this was God's plan for my life? Sorry to burst your bubble. No, I wasn't absolutely sure. I wasn't certain that this was absolutely what God was calling me into, but I had faith and I had to jump out to take that plunge to pursue missions. And looking back, you said earlier in our podcast, 20, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty vision. I absolutely agree. I can look back and be like, wow, this is what God was doing. He was orchestrating everything, lining everything up. And now it's I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so I just want to encourage you guys, you may be praying, you may be waiting, God, show me my calling, show me my purpose. But if you're waiting for God to give you every single detail for your journey before you step out, I just didn't experience it that way. Maybe did you, Brian, did you experience that? Not, not that way. You're, you're exactly right. It, it takes as it takes movement. It takes motion on our part. And, and a lot of times I think Dallas, we are stuck in fear. We're, we're, yes. we're paralyzed, we're, we're stuck, we're stagnated because, oh my goodness, God, what if I make a mistake? Well, us being humans being finite, he is infinite. He is outside of the side, uh, outside of time. He knows your past, present, and future already. And the great thing about it is when we take a step, I believe that God is able to turn the world to make that path correct for us. But you have to move on it. And that's and and to go back to my two-part answer, that's why I really believe that our calling is so important to us, but God wants us to really figure out where are we at now? Because it, once you find out where you're at now, you can make those just like you did. You you're like, "Okay, so I don't have all the answers and I might not have all the resources and I did my due diligence and I did my research. Okay, I'm going. And, and you go out on that word, which is, is so important for us. However, if you didn't know where you're at, it would be really hard for you to take a step forward. So you, you did, you took a step forward. I took a leap. I, I packed up everything that I could possibly take with me to Georgia, it was all it all fit in a Honda Accord, so there wasn't a lot of stuff in there. And I drove, I drove sixteen hours to to move to to uh, follow the call of God on my life. And now that's not where I am now. But if I would have never taken that step to Georgia, I don't think I'd be in the same place I am today. I love that you said. Uh, fear, fear, we're frozen in fear. I just preached a message on Sunday about fear and fighting fear. And one of the examples I used was when Peter and Jesus were walking on water. Um, and if you read through that in Matthew, um, Jesus doesn't say, Peter, you come out of the boat. All Jesus said was come. And I think that was an invitation to all the disciples, but they were all frozen in fear. And Peter was the only one who stepped out. And I believe that there could have been 13 men walking on water that day, but it was only Jesus and Peter. Like, 
How many times have I been that person frozen in fear, not willing to step out when I could have seen a miracle happen, you know, could have experienced the power of Jesus like Peter did. Like, I want to walk on water. That's awesome. You know, like how many times have I just been so afraid to not step forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Um, Something you said earlier, I really want to touch on it as well. You said you didn't feel qualified when you, when you pursued this, you didn't feel qualified. Correct. So when, um, when God calls you to something and, and I, you know, we've, we've heard the, the church expressions for a long time that he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And I, I love that. However, sometimes they, they sound too cliche ish. So yeah. I, um, you know, when, when the rubber meets the road, you, you really have to understand that, that God wants you to excel spiritually. He wants you to excel uh, intellectually. He wants you to excel emotionally. And he wants you to excel physically. And I, I wasn't taught that in the church, Dallas. So, so going out and, and even studying personal development and professional development, they, there, there were a lot of uh, things that I had to deal with from my past as far as lies or, or uh, falsities or untruths, if that's even a word. Uh, <laughs> it is now. It, it, it is now because it was all of these things that, you know, well, Brian, that's, that's, uh, that's new age stuff. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's outside of our comfort zone box. And it, and it is, it, and it should be because Jesus is way outside of our comfort zone box. And, and it's really exciting when we walk out there. So no, I, I don't think you're ever going to be qualified. You're never going to know everything. When you first start riding a bike, you didn't know how to ride a bike before you started learning or you would have already ridden a bike it, or, or getting your driver's license or driving for the fi- first time or buying a home for the first time or getting into a new line of business. We don't know everything. That's a good thing. But we can be yielded to know that we trust the Lord with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding, but we acknowledge him in all our ways. And he's the one that directs our paths. And remain teachable. I think you're exactly right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very thankful that there are people like you, Brian, who are encouraging people, guiding people, and helping others find their identity. Um, That's so important. So important. Well, it it has been uh, exciting to to hear your story as well, Dallas, and and be on this this show with you. I, I greatly appreciate that. Definitely an honor and privilege. The uh, but to to hear that is very encouraging, and to hear what you're doing is encouraging, and to know that we have uh, there's a lot of us out there, and and the good thing and the one thing that I'm praying for is that we we begin to find each other. We begin to to search these circles and and find uh, our our um, common language in serving the Lord. And, and that's and, the beauty of social media and podcasts today. You know, it's like we can out we can reach these people. We really can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and and it's exciting times. I want to tell you, uh, just be encouraged. Even even that scripture in Isaiah where it says, "Arise, shine." For your light has come, and it says, "Behold, darkness covers the earth. Yes, thick darkness over the people." But and, and then it has that that cool conjunction. But 
and and that but God, but God will cause you to shine, but God will cause you to rise up, but God will cause your voice to 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 be heard, but God will cause his presence to envelop you, his favor to surround you, his honor to rest upon you, that you would make a difference. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for being a part of this podcast today. I learned a lot and um, I loved talking with you and I totally agree on, on the things all that you're saying today. And for the next couple minutes, um, where can people find you? Like, where can they reach you? Where can they find your book? Where can they find a website? Maybe like, how can they reach you? Well, one, we, we have our social media channels. So you can reach me at uh, Brian C. Dobbs. Make sure that you put the C in there. It's uh, so my middle initial. The, uh, the other, you could reach me at BrianCDobbs.com, which is my website. And you can also uh, look on Amazon for Uniquely Called and, and get my book. And it has my contact information in that as well. Great. And Brian, would you be able to lead us out in prayer today? Absolutely. Father, we just come before you now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. It's an honor. It is a privilege to serve you, to worship you. You are majestic. You are holy. I thank you, Father, for the words of our mouth. I thank you, Lord, that they would would go out and resonate with the hearts and the minds, that minds would be open, eyes would see, ears would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I pray that hearts would be receptive to change, that we would all acknowledge that you have given us a calling to live out and to walk out. And I thank you, Father God, as we take those steps of boldness and courage with confidence that you will uphold us, that you would take care of us, that we would see the very power of God manifest in our day-to-day dealings and the business place, in the market center, Father, in our homes, in our families, our schools, in our communities, in our regions, that we would see the gospel of Jesus Christ advanced, that we would see healing and deliverance and guidance and direction from you, Holy Spirit. I thank you today. I thank you for Dallas. I thank you for this podcast and the ministry that they have. I pray that you'd bless them richly. I thank you, Lord, that you would wrap them around with favor as their shield. And I thank you, Father God, that they would be able to go further than they ever dreamed possible. I thank you, Lord, that you would bless the listeners today, that you would encourage them, that you would motivate them, that you would inspire them in ways that were exceedingly abundantly above all they could ask or imagine. I thank you again today for putting your angels around us and protecting us, guiding us and directing us. And Lord, allow us to see Jesus exalted, Jesus magnified, because he will draw all men unto him. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.